You get a Tommy John, and you get a Tommy John, and you get a Tommy John, and including Shohei Otani. Why is everybody having Tommy John surgery, Johnny? I don't understand this. Let's talk about it. It's time to get locked on with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. You can find us anywhere you get your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SiriusXM by searching Locked On Angels. And if you want to help us, the Halo Brothers out for all the Angel content, here's what you can do. You can leave us a rate and a review on Apple Podcasts. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that thumbs up button. And if you're not subscribed, please subscribe to become a Locked On Everydayer. And whether you're watching or listening, come over to YouTube, leave a comment. It's the best way to get in touch with us and be a part of the conversation. And today's show is brought to you by our friends at Sleeper. You can swing for the fences on Sleeper Picks, and you can win up to 100 times your money. Download the Sleeper app right now and use our promo code Locked On, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. There are some terms and conditions that do apply. You can see Sleeper's terms of use for details, currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. Thank you for being here for this episode of Locked On Angels, where it's your team every day. You've got the Fresh Brothers here with you, a.k.a. the Super Halo Bros. My name is John, and that's my brother Mike. Hey, my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. Hey, we are so happy to be talking Angels baseball with you every single Monday through Friday right here on Locked On Angels. It's the best place to talk Angels baseball, get all your Angels news and information. We're covering it all here on Locked On Angels. Hey, on today's show, we're talking about Albert Pujols and his generosity towards some of the players in the organization. The recent Angels roster moves that you may have seen might feel insignificant, but I think that there's some significance there. But first, Mike, let's talk about Tommy John surgery, elbow surgery, reconstruction, repair, whatever you want to call it. There's been a lot of it this season, and it doesn't just begin and end with Shohei Otani, right? Right, yeah. Shohei had a surgery, and they said it was kind of a, a, a version of Tommy John, but essentially it was kind of similar because he had a tear in his Taylor's elbow. Ver- Taylor's version? It was Taylor's version. Why does Taylor Swift make an appearance every time, right? <laughs> so Shohei has had to have surgery, and we know that he's going to be recovering from that, won't pitch next season. But, Johnny, there's a long list of really good pitchers that have had yeah. Tommy John surgery this season. There's Sandy Alcantara, Jacob deGrom, Shane McClanahan. I, I really like him, by the way. He's a great yeah. pitcher. Felix Batista, another really great bullpen piece. Drew uh, Drew Rasmussen, Jeffrey Springs, Robbie Ray, Dustin May, Luis Garcia, Liam Hendricks, Tony Gonsolin, uh, Tyler Molly, and Herman uh, uh, Marquez. Sorry, <laughs> my dyslexia. Herman Marquez yes. uh, also had Tommy John. John, here's what really caught my attention. The percentage of MLB pitchers who have had this surgery since 2016 has risen almost 10%. So in 2016, Mm -hmm. it was 27.4% of pitchers having Tommy John. And 25% of them were the Angels, right? (laughs) Yes, right, exactly. That's a a good line. 2017, it was 25%, 2018, 28%. And then from 2019 until 2023, it's slowly risen a a percentage each year. It was Hmm. 30 32, 32, 34. And then this season, John, 35.3% of pitchers are having Tommy John surgery. So the big question is what's causing this, right? I thought the pitch counts and the innings limits was supposed to help these guys, but it doesn't seem like it is. So what is your theory? I have a theory, but what is your theory as to why this is happening more? Yeah, so it's rising from 2017 from 25.9 to 35.3 in 2023. Gee, Mike, I'm trying to remember what was emphasized in terms of pitching over the last, uh, you know, eight, 
years or so. Oh, how about spin rates and velocity <laughs> yeah. and how hard you can throw the ball? It doesn't matter how how uh, much movement is on the ball. It's how much ride your four-seam fastball has and how much spin rate it has and, and the sliders and the curveball, all the spin rates. Like, man, I, that's the emphasis over the last few years. And yeah. you and I know that, and Angel fans know that personally because that was an emphasis of Billy Epler. When mm-hmm. Billy Epler got guys for the bullpen, they were all hard-throwing guys with high spin rates, which in theory is pretty great until they can't hit the strike zone. Right. And that's kind of what you saw for a long time. I'm, do you remember Justin Anderson? I, I don't forget that name because we have a mutual friend named yep. Justin Anderson, but there was Justin Ander- Anderson who pitched for the Angels, uh, flamethrower yeah. out of the bullpen, yeah. high spin rate, high velocity, got hurt. And then eventually ended up, I think, in Texas. I'm not sure if he's still pitching or not. But all that to say, that's what Billy Epler emphasized in the pitchers that he acquired for the Angels for so long and never really did much for the bullpen in terms of making them a good, solid bullpen. Mm-hmm. And I and and I I joked about, you know, the Angels being 25 of the 27% who needed Tommy Johns or had surgery in 2016. But it was true. I mean... There were so many starting pitchers that the Angels have had over the years. It was a Tommy John epidemic over the last decade from 2010 to 2019 that it was just kind of farcical. It was kind of ridiculous. And yeah. that's part of why people say the Angels are cursed. It's because first it was all these Tommy Johns. Then this year it's obliques and 60 players or 60 instances of the injured list and whatnot. So to me, Mike, I think it's just everything that the pitchers and coaches and teams are emphasizing in terms of velocity and spin rate guys guys throw really hard and even if they don't throw hard compared to like maybe uh like a ben joyce or a closer or something like that when you think about the starters you think about hard throwing starters and they're going longer they might not throw as hard as a closer but they're also going five six seven innings uh in each of their starts so to me that's just kind of what jumps off the page immediately especially looking at the rising statistics in terms of those dates what are your thoughts on the situation i wonder if it has to do with the day-to-day i think back to what uh carlos estevez said about learning to be the closer this Hmm. season and when he said that a lot of the mistakes he was making in game had to do with what he was doing to prep for that game the in-between exercises he wasn't doing any sort of throwing because he wanted to quote unquote save his bullets for Mm -hmm. the ninth inning and then he would do a lot of dry throws i wonder if that has something to do with it as well because i know a lot of these guys are playing since they were kids and that regular rhythm of playing and being out there seems to be helpful for players and when they take time off and i think that had something to do with what we saw in the playoffs and these really great teams getting knocked out i think being out of your rhythm for a day or two it can throw you off. And I wonder if pitch counts and and innings limits and all of that stuff has really hindered these guys and it hasn't allowed their bodies to be Nolan Ryan-esque, right? Mm. And and Nolan Ryan would go out there and throw, you know, 3,000 pitches in a, in, in a game, right? And yeah. not that many, but he would throw a lot. And, and I find it really interesting that there aren't too many pitchers that can do that today. I think your point with spin rate and some of those things that they've been working on the last 10 years have a lot to do with that. But I also think it's really interesting that guys like Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer are able to go longer. And I think they're the 
older type and you would think mm-hmm. that they would need to go shorter but what they have proven is kind of that old school mentality is is really a good mentality to have jared weaver tweeted uh not too long ago about uh, i think it was tyler anderson he was like good grief 80 pitches through three innings oh, it, was detmers. it was detmers that's what yeah. it was and 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 jared weaver comes from that old school mentality where i know he was kind of into the metrics a little bit when he was finishing his career but he's the guy that would go out there and just throw and he would throw hard and he would throw efficiently well he wouldn't throw hard but (laughs) he just knew where to he knew where to throw the pitches intellectually as we've talked about on this show as well and so i think it has a lot to do with what you mentioned but i also think it has to do with uh, this is a really bad term but like babying these guys a bit like Mm. like what if we just let them go out there and play ball and and it doesn't mean that they're not going to get hurt i look at the stats and you know, from, from this year to last year, it really hasn't jumped much, only about a, a, a percentage point, uh, 1.1%. So it's not necessarily like, oh, it's the pitch clock or, oh, it's this or, oh, it's that. Uh, those things may have had a factor in it. But ultimately, I think it's those two things. It's what the emphasis has been over the last 10 years on spin rate and velocity and those things. And I think, too, like, let these guys go and and play let these mm-hmm. guys go and pitch you, you're not going to tell troy percival nah bro you're not going to go three days in a row he's going to look at you and laugh and then probably choke slam you in the bullpen right and so yeah i think a lot of these guys are just not wired for that and and they need to be wired for that and maybe perhaps they have been practicing that for their entire career and then they get to the major leagues and suddenly they have all of these limitations and you can only go four innings because the third time through the order it'll it'll get you and all of that stuff i think man let's let these baseball coaches coach and use the metrics as kind of the the whipped cream or the frosting or the cherry on top right (laughs) yeah it makes me think of when you are gearing up for like a run i know that you ran track in high school and and i certainly love to run too in fact uh gosh there was a about a decade ago, I was doing a lot of five Ks, right? And how did I practice for those for those five Ks? By practice running, yeah, five Ks, right? Yeah, <laughs> like right. I, I did three point one miles or whatever it is, three point two or three point seven. I'm not sure exactly what it is, but that's I would practice running that to gear up for the actual thing. And in the same vein, going back to your point about pitch limits and and the pitch count and keeping track of stuff. Maybe guys just need to throw 90 plus pitches, no matter what. Mm -hmm. Maybe they just need to have that rhythm and that sense of, I need to go out there and plan on throwing 90 plus pitches every single time. And you're right. Verlander and Scherzer are uh, old, not old school, but they're, they're from the last generation of, of players who are currently in MLB. They're, they're part of the late 2000s, early 2010s guys who were coming up at that time and the mentality has totally shifted since then mm-hmm. and it i mean gosh for as much longevity as they've had in the league despite all the injuries i mean scherzer got back and pitched last night against houston and right you know got beat up a little bit but the fact remains that he's doing it at 39 years old and he's still going out there and and verlander opened the series against texas and and he lost that one but all of that to say I think these guys just need to have the ability and the rhythm and the the freedom to go out there and throw as many pitches as they feel that they need to throw to stay consistent. And you talk about, you know, taking care of yourself and doing all the right things. Number one is Shohei Otani 
mm-hmm. is the guy if there is a a pillar of greatness in terms of taking care of your body and understanding it and knowing how it works and operates it's Shohei Otani and even he can fall victim to an injury like well, and yeah injuries are inevitable like it's gonna happen I just yeah. think that I want I wonder if it's compounding over the last 10 years because of all the factors that we've talked about mm-hmm. even Shohei has said that he he hasn't said it, but we've there's been some some guessing that maybe that's why he didn't throw his splitter as much because it was a lot of pressure on the elbow, and and maybe that's part of what pitchers need to learn is like, hey, that that pitch with that velocity or that rotation is going to do some damage to me, and so I need to figure out how to throw it, but not throw it to where it's going to hurt my arm, but I can mm-hmm. still be effective, right? Again, pitching intellectually, pitching intellectually, and just having the freedom and the ability to plan on however many plus pitches that you need to throw 90 80 whatever it is these guys need to be in a consistent rhythm where they're expected to throw that hey coming up on locked on angels albert Pujols turns out he's a very generous guy and Artie, surprise surprise is not and we'll explain <laughs> why here in just a minute Locked on Angels is brought to you by Sleeper. The MLB playoffs are here. They're a whole lot of fun, which means that the clock is ticking on your chance to win 100 times your money on daily fantasy baseball. Fantasy baseball is so much fun. I know fantasy football, a lot of people love that, right? And it's just once a week. Fantasy baseball, you got to be in it, right? You got to mm-hmm. be, you got to pay attention. John and I were in a league for a long time and it was fun to just go in and like, I need, I need stolen bases this week. I need runs scored this week. And what I love about Sleeper is they make it really exciting and you you can take advantage of this excitement and download the sleeper app today with the sleeper app you can decide if players like bryce harper will underperform or overperform on stat categories like home runs hits and strikeouts johnny my money would be on overperforming on yeah, home runs taking the over with that, harper. that seems to be what the phillies are doing this postseason and really this season in general you can get your picks right and when you do you can win really big download the sleeper app right now use our promo code locked on and you'll get get this up to a hundred dollar match on your first deposit so fantasy baseball and you can win money two two worlds coming together right? right they're not going to collide they're going to work together and i love <laughs> it hand in glove you can connect with friends you can talk about players you can brag about winning on the group chat function offered by sleeper it's the best of all the worlds of fantasy baseball and it's available on sleeper today again Download the Sleeper app, use our promo code Locked On, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. There are some terms and conditions that do apply. You can see their terms of use for details. Check out Sleeper today. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. Locked On Everydayers, don't forget that tomorrow is Fan Mail Friday. You can get at us at Locked On Angels on Twitter, at Super Halo Bros on Twitter and Instagram. You can even give us a call on our voicemail line, 714-409-6396. That number is in the episode description below, so you won't forget it. You won't lose that number. You'll have it right there. You can call us anytime. Leave a 30-second voicemail, and we'll do our best to get it on the show. Again, Fan Mail Friday tomorrow on Lockdown Angels. Ricky, don't lose that number. Okay, That's Johnny, right. the Angels made some decisions with some players this last week. We saw uh, Jonathan Diaz, Carson Fulmer, and Chad Wallach sent to AAA Salt Lake City. But then we also saw four players, Jaime Berea, Brett Phillips, Gerardo Reyes, and Jared Walsh choose free agency. Yeah. Both Walsh and Berea would have been arbitration eligible. It would have meant that they would get a bit of a raise this next ne- next season in arbitration. Johnny, I know that this feels, and you mentioned it, it feels like eh, inconsistent, or not inconsistent, it feels like it's not like 
insignificant. Super, thank you. That's the better word. An insignificant move, but it actually, I, I think it is. I think some of these players yeah. are significant. Which ones stand out to you as, oh, that's interesting. The biggest one for me, obviously, is Jared Walsh. You and I have been huge fans of Jared Walsh even before we started this show together in our original podcast. We He caught our attention in 2020. We were like, oh, that guy can play first base. Oh, yeah. and he's pretty good at the plate, too. Right. Of course, he went on to have a 2021 All-Star campaign that season. Mikey had 29 home runs mm -hmm. in 2021. Last year, in 2022, he struggled a lot. Um, he had moments of looking like 2021 Jared Walsh, but then we come to find out that he was dealing with that thoracic outlet syndrome, which is usually a pitching injury. And if you remember, Jared yeah. Walsh used to be a two-way player. He would pitch. And in fact, in 2019, came out of the bullpen a few times, which is kind of funny to think about now, all these years later. Uh, but the thing is, is that he dealt with that injury, took care of that over the offseason, and coming into 2023, you thought, oh, yeah, he'll, he'll factor into being at first base. Then he had the neurological issues yeah. in terms of having migraines and depth perception issues. His his eyes were not great. Uh, lots of, of dizziness and headaches and things like that. Insomnia, just no good, man. And, he was and battling. A lot of people suspected that, and, and even he believes that it was due to a case of COVID he got and then ended up having... Yeah. long COVID. Yeah. And so he's been dealing with that. So Mike, for me, it's Jared Walsh. I do think that there is a world where in which the angels will bring him back, back mm. into the system. I have to consider the fact that because he was arbitration eligible, it probably meant he was due for a raise, obviously, yeah. because those numbers typically go up year over year. And when you're coming off a year like 2022, which was decent, you know, and he's getting his base pay of whatever they agreed to in arbitration. This gives them a chance to re-sign him at a a lower price, mm -hmm. which obviously we all know the Angels don't spend a lot of money on guys right. that we want all the time. But I think in this case it makes sense because you're not sure about Jared Walsh and what he's going to be like in 2024. Yeah. So this gives them the chance to re-sign him at a lower price than what he would have received in arbitration. And they'll probably come to a much more fair deal in terms of his production, taking a chance on him, that sort of thing. If, if they don't bring him back, then and to see him be somewhere else is going to be severely disappointing for me, especially because he's going to turn into Mike Napoli 2.0, wherever <laughs> Jared Walsh goes. And we all know that him and Napoli and Cole Calhoun's another one, Angel Killers, who you know, move on from the angels and end up somewhere else and just crush us the rest of their careers. Uh, that's totally going to happen with Jared Walsh, in my opinion. Yeah. Johnny, it's always interesting to me to see what happens when angels players uh, elect free agency and they kind of are just out there and on waivers or whatever, because I want to see what other teams see in them, if they value them, if they're going to take a shot on them. And what we've seen over the last couple of years is that there hasn't been a lot of takers for angel players. And so I'm interested to see who would be interested in these guys. I could see someone like Jared Walsh signing with maybe the Oakland A's. I think he'd be mm. incredible at first base for them. And if they can get him at a cheap price, he could be somebody that would be really strong for them, depending on what they decide to do. I could also see him playing like first base for like Tampa Bay or, you know, maybe left field for Tampa Bay, something mm -hmm. along those lines, maybe being a fourth outfielder. Something about the White Sox to me screams yeah. Jared yeah. Walsh. <laughs> Teams like that, I think will, will, will go after a Jared Walsh and then he'll end up 
probably having a really strong season. The 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 one I'm really outside of Jared Walsh, the one I'm really um, intrigued by and maybe a, a bit sad is Jaime Berea because mm-hmm. Jaime is somebody that I thought had a lot of potential. This this felt like a move of we're not going to be able to move him up and down to the minors anymore because they had no roster flexibility right, right. last year. And so I can understand why they're getting rid of him. He, he's just somebody that they've never used in, in a really appropriate way. They've always had him play a bunch of different roles. I think if you give him one shot to do one thing, I think he would be really great. And we've seen that in 2019 when he was a starter and filled in mm-hmm. and, and then he's been kind of up and down and he's been this guy and that guy. And so this might be a fresh start for him. I could also see the angels bringing him back at a cheaper price and just filling out the roster. So, that's the name that stands out to me in these moves. Yeah, it's interesting because in 2022, he pitched exclusively out of the bullpen and did great. And then he even had a couple of starts in the first half of the season where Jaime Berea looked really good. And you thought, hey, he could be the swing man. He can be the sixth guy. Yeah. And then as as you know, injuries piled up and the Angels had to make some moves, there's not a lot of flexibility with Jaime Berea just because he was out of roster moves. And then they started him again and yeah. the, the the consistency wasn't there he had some really tough starts towards the end of the year so yeah those two i think are probably the most significant out of all of these moves um it seems like because you know jonathan diaz is somebody you and i have been a fan of mm-hmm. we go back to that mariners game we probably praise him a little too much because yes oh mariners we do game. for sure <laughs> um but you just kind of wish like man i wish he could be good like that's yeah. somebody that you want to be good yeah uh He'll say in the organization because he is under the service time, and so that's a, a positive there. But again, yeah, I'm I'm disappointed uh, with this result in terms of Jared Walsh, and yeah, even to some extent Jaime Berea. At the same time, Mike, this is a team that's moving forward and going to yeah. have to make tough choices. And I think Perry Manassian is very good at making tough decisions, and we all know that he is quite capable of letting people go when they yeah. don't quite fit the team. Yep. And we're going to talk about Pujols in a minute. And of course, that's also what happened with Albert Pujols and right. then Justin Upton a year later. So yeah, I, I trust Perry on this one. I'm sure that they'll end up making the right moves. Locked on Angels is brought to you by Jace Medical. You can take control of your medical care and treatment with a Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. How great is that? It takes uh, all, all it takes to get a Jace case is that you just fill out a simple online form, and in some cases, you can jump on uh, the phone and make a phone call and talk. In with some their... case, in some cases, you can jump on the, in some Jace cases, you can jump on the phone. Is that what you're going to say? Exactly. Uh, you can talk to one of their board certified physicians. They're on your team, which is a whole lot of fun. Uh, plus you can get ongoing care from their physicians on any treatment plan and any treatment related questions. The Jace case is doctor created and doctor recommended, and you don't have to be caught unprepared in emergencies. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. Jace handles everything, which is great because when it comes to medical care, sometimes you just don't know what questions to ask. And so Jace is going to handle all of that for you from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. You can get your Jace case and get $20 off life-saving antibiotics today from Jace Medical by using our promo code locked on at checkout when you visit jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Mike, the news came out last week that Albert Pujols did something for people on the Angels roster. Well, I I should say within the organization. Yeah. Turns out 
that Albert Pujols covered the salaries of some of the Angels Dominican Republic staffers mm. during the pandemic. Last Attaboy. week, they honored him in person with a small ceremony and plaque, the sources say. And did you see that he was out there working with the young players in yep. the DR? And that's exactly what you want from Albert Pujols and his 10-year personal services contract in terms of helping out these guys and really helping them you know, get acclimated to what it's like playing in Major League Baseball. So again, yeah, he took care of staffers in the DR and, you know, who didn't really take care of his staff during the pandemic, especially local people, was Artie Marino. The yeah. people who were counting on the season to pay the bills and the people who come back to run the parking lot and staff the booths and all of that stuff. I understand that's a lot of people and some people are more connected to the angels than others, but uh, that's certainly not something that happened during the pandemic and was a big point of contention mm -hmm. between angel fans and Artie Marino. And a lot of people were taking care of their staff and their players during this time. So Mike, is this yet another bad look for Artie Marino? The fact that Albert did this and, Albert didn't do it to spite right. Artie Marino. Certainly right. not. It's just, why is your player paying for what you should be paying for? Let's yeah. be honest. Yeah. Johnny, I, I know they have a good relationship, Albert and Artie, or at least it seems like they do with that 10-year, you know, professional contract they have with each other. But truthfully, I, I'm not surprised by any of this anymore. Oh, no, with certainly Artie. not. And, and so if it's another negative mark, sure. Right. Like it's just, it's just like, uh, oh, you're, you're, you've opened up the trash can lid and, uh, oh yeah, that's in there. And oh, that's been in there for a while. And oh, that stinks. And right. Like, and so yeah. we, we got to, eventually we got to empty this trash. Right. And so if that means already sells the team, fantastic. But I, I think that because he's not choosing to sell the team, it would be really great for, Major League Baseball to step in or somebody to step in, whether it be mm. somebody on Artie's staff or somebody that knows Artie really well. And maybe perhaps it's Albert and things like this could be helpful. Mm. And to just say like, hey, we got to change the narrative because it does seem like Artie Marino cares about what people think about him mm -hmm. because they put out all of this state-run media and this these state-run announcements and everybody sees right through it. And that's the thing that I just don't quite understand. A good leader doesn't want to just pretend. A good leader doesn't want to just say like, hey, here's what's really going on. But when in reality, the, the, the reality is much different. And and he just doesn't seem like he's a guy who understands that or, yeah. or perhaps he's been in you know commercials for so long and advertising for so long that he thinks that we can't see through that. But quite honestly, it's just another one of those situations where you're like, yeah, I'm not surprised by it anymore. And somebody needs to step in and say, dude, we can't do this yeah. anymore. And perhaps that's Perry. Perhaps Perry can be a baseball guy and tell him, Hey, we're not going to do this anymore. And, and even like in, in the longer term, I, I, I think somebody like Albert with the respect he carries and holds and, and the person he is and the career he had, I think if more guys like that can get around Artie, it, it could be beneficial to Artie. At least I would assume it would be beneficial and that Artie is like receptive to that. But that's the hard part is we just don't know because when he does talk, it's very like, controlled conditions and he wants his guy to talk to him and not anybody else. Sam Blum can't and this person can't. Right. And so that, that again, to answer your question, I just think that this is uh, just another thing where you're like, yeah, yeah, I'm not surprised by it because this is just who he's shown us who he is. Right. It would be interesting to see Albert in the kind of role that might be, I don't know, a front office advisory role. And perhaps there is 
kind of an element to that. We obviously we know he's working with the players in the DR and that's yeah. fantastic. And I yeah. think that that's really great for those guys to be like, Oh my gosh, Albert Pools is here teaching me to play baseball, right? Helping me out. But Mike, if he's some kind of special advisor within the front office and has the ear of Artie Marino, I think that would actually be more beneficial than him being like an on-field coach. Oh yeah, I agree. To me, I mean, I to me, I feel like Albert is old school enough where he might clash with where baseball is going. Um, mm. Not that he couldn't teach great skills and sure. great things, and I'm sure fundamentals would not be a problem under Albert Pujols. However, if he's in the front office and he's among Perry and John Carpino and Artie Marino, and obviously Artie has respect for Albert Pujols, perhaps if Albert gets into his ear about yeah. whatever the issues are, that's something where Albert could be used most effectively. Yeah, had a thought. Do you think that if Artie, because he's not selling, do you think that if it was like an ownership group, like if maybe he gave a percentage of the ownership to some other people, he was mm. the majority owner, but gave a percentage. I wonder what that, how that would impact the Angels. Something mm-hmm. like Magic Johnson with the Dodgers, he's so great for them, right? Because it's Magic. <laughs> he didn't even play baseball. <laughs> he didn't even play baseball. But he's letting the baseball guys do the baseball things, and he yeah. allows he's allowed to like be kind of the front of the ownership group and meet with the media. And Albert's been really good at that. I wonder if that, gosh, that sounds like a great idea. <laughs> you know, like that might Albert, actually be listening? a very that could be a that could solve a lot of issues if there is. You know, you're giving pieces away and then Artie could make his money and then the other the other guys or gals, whoever they bring in, could be the f- the face, be the communicators mm-hmm. and and let the baseball people do the baseball things. I wonder if that that's feasible. I wonder if that's something that could solve our issue if Artie isn't going to sell this team. It really I mean, it, it's it's great. It's great. I think it's a great idea. Nice. But but the, the, <laughs> the thing with the Angels is this. You have a very simple hierarchy. You have Artie yeah. Marino at the top. You've got John Carpino as the president of the team. Yeah. And then you've got Perry Manassian. And and that's it. Like, I understand that there's more to it than that. But at the same time, there most front offices have a president of baseball operations and yeah. assistant GM. Like, we just got rid of our one assistant GM who yeah. was on staff. And, and again, it just in in Alex Taman and again it just tells me that the power structure the hierarchy is just not enough mm-hmm. for for this team you have to have several voices all moving in the same direction of yeah. course because everybody wants to win and i think that's the goal of owning a baseball team is hey let's be successful and win and that will in turn bring in revenue and tickets and sales and all that stuff and the truth is when it's just three people in charge and already at the helm. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just severely lacking. So maybe I'm being the one who's like, well, nothing changes until already. So maybe that's me right now, but what I'm trying to say, yeah, exactly. Typing it out. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is like, yes, I think Albert being a figurehead with this team somehow could potentially be a very good thing. However, there's a lot of work to be done before that's yeah. even yeah in consideration. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think that he can bring, uh, you know, someone can communicate to the media and, and those types of things. But there is a lot of like scaffolding that needs to be yes. reinvented and 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 used to build from the ground up and and have a great foundation for this team. I think Perry is working towards that, but there's more work that needs to be done, right? 
Absolutely. I, yeah. For Perry Manassian, I think when it comes to driveline hires and trying to get guys with good baseball minds inside the organization, it's a lot of stuff that we don't see, but yeah. I think it's a step in the right direction. It can't all happen in one fell swoop. And I think over the last three years, he's been trying to integrate that more into the Angels organization. Hopefully we'll start seeing the results of that sometime soon because this can't keep going on, man. I'm tired of it. <laughs> Just burn it down. Hey, thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. Remember, tomorrow is Fan Mail Friday. Johnny, how can they reach out to us on social media? Yeah, get at us at Locked On Angels on Twitter and at Super Halo Bros on Twitter and Instagram. And once again, if you want to give a give us a call on our voicemail line, 714-409-6396 is the number. We'd love to hear from you there. We always love taking your questions over voicemail. In fact, Mike, tomorrow is Fan Mail Friday, right? Yes, it is. I can't wait to hear what you have to say. And hey, give me your thoughts on if you think that maybe having ownership pieces handed out would actually help this team if Artie's not going to sell. I'd love your thoughts on that. Reach out to us for Fan Mail Friday tomorrow on Locked on Angels. I know he wanted to keep a portion of his ownership to yeah. whoever he was going to sell to, so maybe that's the answer. Maybe it's hmm. not sell the whole dang team. Maybe it's can you give somebody else like 75% Artie? Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk about all that tomorrow. You guys give send in your questions. Reach us on Twitter, Instagram, and our voicemail line. Until then, uh, my name is John, and that's my brother, Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother, John. I was going to say, get in our YouTube comments, too, if you're watching on YouTube. Heck, yeah. Put your questions there as well. Let us know. It's for Fan Mail Friday. Thanks for being here with us, and we'll see you back here tomorrow.